Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. This is episode number 11. We're your hosts, I'm Kate Norris. And I'm Thomas Craft. Whether you're pitching your business, speaking at a work meeting or on the stage, we're here to help you present with clarity and confidence. Today we're joined by Julian Mather, a world-class videographer who says the only camera you need is your smartphone. Julian Mather has seen the world through many lenses, through a telescopic sight as an army sniper, through the TV lens as a globe-trotting cameraman for ABC TV, National Geographic, BBC and Discovery, through smoke and mirrors as a professional magician. He's travelled far, but his longest journeys have been from behind the camera to in front of it, from public servant to entrepreneur, from stutterer to professional speaker. He now shares why, as a world-class videographer, the only camera he owns is a smartphone and how this pocket-sized TV station will revolutionize the way you make your business videos. Julian now guides people on their journey to creating 21st century video and becoming 21st century learners, two essential business skills for the coming decade. We've known Julian for some years and have become more and more aware of his expertise and passion for the future of video and making it very simple. He's intimidatingly good and we wanted to have a chat to Julian and share his wisdom and tips on the show. So Julian, welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. Oh, I'm stoked to be here. How are you going today? Uh, I'm, I'm going well. I was saying it's my first uh, start of my uh, day of my new life where I have got 20 megs of upload for the first time ever going from one meg of upload. Uh, you know, uh, love it. I'm quite envious. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly important when you're uh, playing with video. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the first question we wanted to ask you was why are you interested in communicating and how did you get started? What sparked your interest in communicating? I spent the bulk of my life hiding. I left school and ended up being an army sniper, and I did that for three years. And after that, I spent 25 years in television as a documentary cameraman. And those two don't seem to have any connection. The connection yeah. is, was I was actually hiding behind the rifle scope and hiding behind the camera. So I was didn't have much self-confidence. Uh, you know, self-esteem was a bit low as well. And this was a very convenient way for me to go through life and go, um, you don't have, you know, stop people talking to me. It was almost like I could put up a shingle in front of what I was doing was expert at work. Do not disturb. You could just look busy at what, what you're doing. And so I can indulge in my antisocial behaviors of not really wanting to communicate with, with people. I just wasn't a great communicator. Uh, I started my life as a stutterer and that plagued me through my twenties and my thirties. And it just got to the stage where, as a documentary cameraman, uh, I was filming so many people in front of the camera who were inspiring me. And one of the tools that they had was this ability to communicate. And I kept on thinking, wow, I would, I had these ideas in my head and I wanted to activate these, but I needed to improve my communication skills. So I realized that communication was my path into my future. And so I started to act upon that. And uh, led me to a stage where you know I walked away from TV at the top of my game and and took a program mm-hmm. into schools to teach philanthropy to school kids, yeah. uh, and that failed. 
but what it did was it uh, gave me the opportunity to repackage myself and the skills that I had was I used to use magic a lot when I was traveling as a cameraman because it was a great way to build rapport because get this apparently people don't trust the media Apparently so. So I found, you know, uh, magic was a good way to break down barriers and get people's kids to laugh with the the magic. You know, it makes it better to to work with people. So I repackaged myself as a magician. And what that did was enable me to go on stage. And that's where I I mean, I went, like, I've been scared three, seriously scared three times in my life. And one of them was when I did my first magic show. And it was actually for my kids and people I knew. And I was, I was so terrified. Oh, and that's, that's the worst to speak to people that you know. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and that's where I started from. And, and I was like rock bottom. I was so, I thought like, what have I done? This is, my heart was thumping. It was so loud in my ears when I was standing up there. And from there, I just improved over the, the yeah. years and um, just realized communication is, is critical. And it's absolutely critical now. Because we're coming into the fourth industrial revolution. And uh, if people don't understand anything about the fourth industrial revolution, you have to. It is critical for your career future. Brief history of industrial revolutions, very, very fast. Yep, yep. Yep, go First industrial revolution was steam. Second one was electricity. Third one was the internet. The fourth one is artificial intelligence is where we, we're at. The point between all of them is the time between them is getting shorter. Rate of change is getting faster. And rate of change now is such to the point where they say that the half-life of knowledge is about five years. So what you learn now, half of what you learn now, you're going to have to relearn in five years' time. And one of the skills that we all need is communication skills because you look at the World Economic Forum reports Mm -hmm what the skills for 2020 are going to, you know, in the next couple of years or the next five years or 10 years, and their soft skills that are coming in. Yeah. So, and one of those is communication because the workforce is all changing. So the, it's going to high tech and high touch. So, you know, you, you talk about the high tech, you need to be, you know, learn coding and all this yeah. stuff. Well, yeah. high touch is a, a lot of the personal, you know, personable skills. And the soft skills, and one of those is communication. A lot of it in the middle is hollowing out. So communication is incredibly important for your future. And is that because do you think people are craving that that personal connection that high tech has kind of taken away a little bit? Uh, it, look, it is the way. It's because artificial intelligence is uh, anything that can be repeated. So, yeah. say you're a lawyer. Yep. Uh, you go and you just basically do the same work. You, you, uh, <laughs> you know, you, uh, all that discovery, looking for all that discovery. It? I mean, a, com- a computer can do that. I mean, the classic yeah, example right. is a radiologist, you know, who mm. looks at your, your x-ray scans and can pick up your cancers. The thing is a machine can see a hundred shades of gray where the human eye can see seven shades of gray. A machine, right. an artificial intelligence machine can do hundreds of these a day where a radiologist can do 20 or 30. It's the, the, the technology is hollowing out a lot of the stuff in, in the middle. Just how happens to be it's going one end is high tech and the other which a machine can't replace is the human skills so jobs in hospitality jobs in healthcare, uh, those things where it requires human interaction and communication i actually love earlier you said that people don't trust the media so you became a magician whose entire job it is to deceive deceive, people (laughs) 
Yeah. I love the irony of that. Yeah. Mind you, I guess we expect a magician to deceive us, don't we? So then you champion the use of video communication in business. So what led you to that niche? Obviously, you've got your video background um, and talk about the fourth industrial, industrial Re- revolution. So yeah. how does video kind of fit in, in there? Well, it's uh, okay. So what people, again, this is another thing you have to understand about the fourth industrial revolution. Another, there's artificial intelligence, there's 3D printing, there's self-driving cars. And another thing that we probably all know about is the Internet of Things. Yes. You know, we've heard about the Internet yeah. of Things. So the average Australian household has 17 devices connected to the internet to the internet and this is just growing and it's expanding mm. the point is is our interface to this brave new world that's out there is our smart device so we either use our smart device to you know um, open up our roller door now or to set the lights <laughs> yeah. on our house or we will use it to do remote health checks so you know if you're out in the country and you need to talk to your doctor you know you can they can do uh, like an iridor- uh, an eye scan on you. Wow, this right. is our interface to this brave new world. When you look at the smartphone, so if you're out there listening now, have a look at your smartphone, then have a look at your fingers. The text on your smartphone is really small and your fingers are big and fat and it's too hard to operate text on a smartphone. And for that simple reason, we are evolving a new communication language and that language is video because we have to operate on these. Now, more people on the planet own a smartphone than own a toothbrush. At the moment, we're addicted to smartphones. Wow, yeah. You know, we just look around and we see that. Yeah. And we need a new way, a simpler way to communicate on this. And video is that way. So if you're listening and you think, oh, yeah, well, you know, that's okay for business. You know, business might need that. No, everyone needs this because video job applications will be coming yes. in. Yeah. And so you might be the best person for the job, well qualified, but if you can't present your case in speaking with speaking... Um, you're going to be disadvantaged because it's not a human who's going to look at your video job application. Artificial intelligence. It's going to be artificial intelligence. And they're going to go through and just like they used to, you know, your cover letter used to, on your resume, used to put you in pile A or pile B, a computer is going to look at you and decide on a whole lot of algorithms they put into it, how well you can communicate. So we all need to learn to communicate better yeah. And video is an essential 21st century career skill. Yeah. I was actually talking to a colleague, an old colleague from about 10 years ago last week. She's an executive assistant and she's been applying for some jobs and has been, every job that she's applied for has expected a one to two minute video of her as an ex- assistant. Um, and she was kind of saying like, this is not in my job profile, but I need to understand how to do business, even though it's not actually in her job. She still needs that skill. So I have a friend who is video aware and he used a video job application where it wasn't asked for. Yeah. That got him into one of the big four accounting companies in in the country. Yeah. And not only did it get him the job, in fact, it didn't get him the job, it got him a job two levels above. And when they took him in, they said, do you realize you've come in here in person now, but do you know how many other people, there's four other people, key people in this organization have already seen and experienced you because you sent the video in. We already know, we we have a measure of who you are way more than it could have been on, on paper. Yeah, wow. And so getting uh, ahead with video now, uh, if you can do this early, you're going to benefit because within 
I don't know, let's just say five years, when a lot of people are doing this, it's going to be more crowded and be more yeah. noisy. So getting on board with you, video. Is it still early? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we use video socially now. You know, we're all happy yeah. to stand around the barbecue with a beer and a set of tongs and go, hey, mum. And, and <laughs> but when it comes to video, uh, it's video. Uh, well, sorry, when it comes to vi- uh, business with video, uh, business is so reluctant to use it. And that's because businesses are not just buildings, they're buildings full of people. And it's the mm. people and the people feel self-conscious. It's really basic. You know, none of us like being on video. You know, we're so self-critical. We don't yeah. like how we look. We don't like how we sound. We don't like how we move. And we just go, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So video at the moment for business is right in the, um, you know, uh, they've got the technology adoption curve. You've got earlier, uh, you know, you've got the early adopters yeah. and the, yeah, and then the mass and then the laggards at, at the end. Well, we are just right at the bottom of the early adopter stage with with business right. for video. Yeah, I wasn't sure because I see so much video on LinkedIn, Facebook. You've got to understand we're in the video age and there mm. is a wave of video. Okay, yeah. so mm. question time. Uh, there is a billion hours of video watched on YouTube. A, every year. B, every month. C, every week. What do you Ooh, think? A, a, B or C? A billion. I would have thought maybe down towards a day, uh, but let's say, I would say a week in that case. I would have gone a month. <laughs> you got a month? Yeah. You go a week? Bah, you're both wrong. You hit on it before it's a day. There's a billion a hours. A billion a day. A day is watched on YouTube. Now, we're just talking YouTube. We're not talking the rest of the, yeah. of, of the internet. Yeah. So, you know, if you think that, you know, I, I say the video age is here and you go, oh, well, look, that's just a nice little saying. It's not. It mm. is here and it's this wave and we've been building up to it for the last five or ten years. You want to start paddling now and get on that board yep. and start yep. to ride this wave because if you don't, it's going to dump on you. It's going to be mm. stuck in this white water trying to come up for air, struggling, and people who get on the board are going to be way in front of you. Yep. Where then do you start when it comes to speaking on camera and producing videos for business? Where do you start? Uh, like you said, people don't like the way they look. They don't like the way they sound when, you know, looked back on their on their smartphone. So where do you start? Where do you start? You start with yourself. So when I teach video, I teach a process of heart, head and hands. And almost anywhere else you go, they teach with, they start with the hands. So they just go, uh, start pushing these buttons. Get your phone out, get your camera yeah. out. I'll teach you which buttons to push. The problem is you go back at 10 o'clock on Monday morning to your business. So I'm going to make a business video and you set it all up and you look at yourself and go, oh, go on. You, I don't like how I look. Don't like how I sound. Don't like how I'm moving. So I'm not going to do it. So until your heart, until your belief that you are the right person, in 2019 Mm -hmm. to authentically speak to your clients or your customer until you believe that that's the case no videos is going to happen until in your head you have a clear path that you can see oh oh if i start this i can see how this is going to roll out i can see how i can implement that unless you have your heart and your head in the right place forget your hands Mm -hmm. but have your heart and your head in the right place then the button pushing with your fingers becomes really easy Because you just gravitate towards the technology. You go, oh, 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 I can do this. I want to learn more. So the first place is to believe that you are the right person. And in 2019, there's a zeitgeist for truth in the world. People want authenticity. We're sick and tired of corporate doublespeak, of political spin, of things that are over-polished. We just don't buy into that anymore. So we want this, uh, this, uh, the people want truth out there. The audiences want truth. And you are the best person. 
I'm talking about making business videos. So let's be clear about this. I say yep. make videos for leads, not likes. So if you think that I'm talking about making videos yeah. to make viral videos to get as many likes as possible, you're playing a losing game. I mean, that, that worked 10 years ago. Now, there's so much noise out there. There's so much competition. And you are competing against big players with big budgets and deep pockets. It's, it's too hard to win. You need to think about now, I'm going to make a video and I'm going to make it for my customer, my, my client. Because, I mean, if we're talking about a business, that's why you have a business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To have a service or a product which is going to help your customer or your client. So think about them and make a video for one person. And when I say one person, that might be a small group, it might be your avatar, but you're thinking about one person. I'm making this video to help you solve a problem. And that should be your, your, your focus. And when you focus that way, you are going to have way more success in the coming years. So when I talk about video, this is about video for business. And I've forgotten the question. Yeah. Where, where do you start? Head, heart, hands. Oh, right. Okay. So, um, so one, oh, so it's heart. So, so, so that is the belief that you are the right person. Yeah. I mean, no one is better positioned to talk about the service or the product that, that you have. I mean, no, no one is yeah. better positioned but to by talk definition, about it. It's you. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. So just talk about that. So when you set up to make the video, you're going to go, oh, yeah, but don't like how I look. Don't know. It's not about you. Hmm. So what you've got to do is stop thinking inwardly and think outwardly. So when I have my video courses, I take people through the science and the psychology of what actually happens when we look at ourselves, when we hear ourselves. So we can do an example right now. So people go, oh, don't like how I sound on video. Oh, sound all nasally. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's true. And it's true because when we speak, we hear ourselves differently. So when yeah. we speak, there's two types of ways we hear. There's convective and conductive. So convective is like convective oven, like the sound, the heat goes through the air. Mm -hmm. So convective speaking, the sound goes through the air and comes back into our ears. At the same time, yeah. there's conductive hearing. That's where the sound comes out of our larynx, through the bones in our jaw, into the little bones in our ear, and that's a deeper resonating sound. Now, when we speak, we hear a mix of the two, yeah. the bones and through the air. So what I want you to do if you're listening now is put your hands over your ears and just press, not really hard, but just, just mm -hmm. gently firm, and then count to five. I'm going to do it now. One, One two, two, three, three four, four, five. five. And you're going to hear that you heard a lower, oh, that's so deeper. Different. Yeah. Now, when you hear yourself on video for the first time, you're not hearing that deep resonant sound. You're used to having a mix of both. You only hear conductive hearing back. So it's missing. It's like all the bass and it's all thin. And it's yeah. like, oh, God, is that what a sound like? <laughs> and all of a sudden, because it's different, you think, oh, it sounds so Australian. I hate my voice. Well, here's the thing. 99.9999% of the world's population experience exactly the same thing. Yeah. So you take that concern that you have no control over, that everyone else experiences, you put it in a little box, you lock it, and you throw the key away because there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. And then you move on, and it, you move through how you look on camera, how you move on camera, mm -hmm. and we take yeah. these worries that you have no concern over. You just realize, whoa, everyone else suffers the same thing. Mm. So you get over that, and then you get onto it. So when you get yourself out of the way, what you do then is about, okay, now how am I going to make a video? So here's the truth. It's easier to make five videos than it is to make one video. Yep. Okay. And yep. so what you're going to do is you're going to get in the habit right from the get-go of batching. Yeah. Because you're going to spend, I'm going, oh, I'm just going to make one video and you're going to spend all this time and you're going, oh, it was so hard to do that. I don't want to do that again. And you don't make any more videos. So yeah. right from the get-go, you're going to make five videos. So if you're a small business person, 
here's a, a an, an idea. You're going to make uh, you're a uh, uh, what do you call those people? Uh, a pest control person. Right? <laughs> you're a pest control person. Yep. You're going to oh, I've, I've got to make some videos for my business. I'm going to make five videos. So you must know five things about pest control. Rather than make one video with five points, you're going to make five videos with one point. And these five little videos are going to be like a little box set. You know, like you get DVDs and they all come <laughs> in a box. It's like think think of it like that, like a little box set of videos you're going to put out there. Then where do you start? There's a really easy way to start every video. It's called Hook Intro Link. And I've got to credit Michelle Bowden for this. Michelle Bowden yeah. is an Australian speaker trainer. I saw this on a video she did and uh, I've used it because it's so so effective. Yeah. I love her advice. She's yes. Brilliant. So Hook in Intro Link. Let's make this one up for um, pest control. A hook is a statistic. So that's that's the easiest way. I mean, get get pe- people's attention. Did you? I'm making this up. Did you know that ninety uh, percent of uh, people wish that they'd had an annual pest control inspection? Welcome. My name's Julian Mather, and in this video, I'm going to tell you the easiest way that you can um, you know set up to do an annual pest control inspection. Mm-hmm. So pests don't eat into your greatest in- investment. Mm-hmm. Bang. So that's a hook. And then the intro, hello, my name's Julian Mather. And then the link, you're going to link to what the content is you're going to talk about. Yeah. And then you just talk about the one point. It's 30 seconds. Don't overcomplicate it. Uh, 60 seconds, whatever it's required. Just talk about that point and give them some information. They go, oh, that's, that's, that's really interesting. And then at the end, you put a call to action. What do you want them to do next? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go, uh, if you would like to find out the easiest way that you can set up an annual pest control um, contact us. We're happy to help you. And if you want to know more about problems you can have with pests, did you know I've made four other videos in this little series? And if you haven't been able to find them, they're all at, at my website and you can go there and there's some great information there. So bang, you've made one video and all you have to do now is repeat that process while you've got the camera set out for video two, three, four, and five, just talking about different points. At the end, you just go, well, this is video two. Hey, did you know I've made four other videos? And you just repeat the same thing. And then um, you just do a quick little edit of those up and package them. So now you have five videos for your website that's on there. So people go to your website. It's useful. You have five bits of content you can put on LinkedIn and Facebook or wherever you want. Uh, Everything has a call to action. You're telling people what to do and, and they can find you. Bang. And that only requires you to sit there and talk to the camera. About stuff you already know. Yeah. Uh, you, you might be mm. able to turn the camera around and just uh, while you're out there is a pest controller. Mm. Next time you're doing some jobs, you know, take a, a couple of shots of some um, architraves with termites in yeah. them or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. just get a vision <laughs> that, that you can edit into these. This is not hard stuff we're talking yeah. about. Because once you break it down and you get that structure, it's so easy to replicate and keep doing yeah yeah it, it is it is template and that's one of the things I, I i teach is is disciplines and when you watch television you don't watch a program and it's completely different every week i mean it's the same template that they use the same titles the same sort of storyline yeah. structure through yeah. the same everything is templated because it's efficient to do that mm. so you're going to take that discipline the world of broadcast tv and you know, movie making uses and you're going to apply it to the videos that, that you use. And that's a simple way of doing it. If it um, works for them, surely it'll work yeah. for us in our business. Well, yeah. I mean, these uh, this, the whole thing about broadcast TV is that it is made with a lot of discipline because time equals money. Yeah. Yeah. Broadcast TV is so expensive. 
Uh, the equipment's expensive. The egos of the people who work <laughs> in it are expensive. Uh, there's so many things. So a half-hour program on TV is not 30 minutes. It's 29 minutes and 12 seconds or 28 minutes and 14 seconds. It's right. all, yeah, it'd be, well, what I'm saying is everything is timed to the second because it's so expensive. Yeah. So TV has been going for, uh, you know, since basically the 1950s. So there you go. You've got 60 or 70 years mm. of things that we can learn from them mm. to put into our business. Again, I'm talking about business videos. I'm not talking about just sitting around making fun videos because you want to try to get some likes <laughs> and, it, and it to go viral. I'm talking about you have a limited amount of time in your business yeah. and you know that you have to make video. Yeah. You know you have to communicate with video. But, hey, you've got a business to run. So I try to help people get the, the information they need in the shortest amount of time. I give them the information about tools, not toys, because there's a lot of equipment out there that's really nice to have, but to yeah. me it's like a toy. Yeah. It's great to play with, but it's not actually converting yeah. into money. Yeah. Video, communication, business, all very important. So while we're on the topic of time, how long should a video for a business be if we're putting it up on our website or LinkedIn or what have you? Okay. Theodore Roosevelt had this nailed uh, he was uh, president of the United States back in the 1920s, I think. So way before video came, was, okay, the, yeah, good. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt had this nailed. He said, be brief, be sincere, be seated. So say what you want to say, say it with meaning, then get off the stage. And that is how long your video should be. There is no right amount of time. Yep. Yeah. So, but just say what you mean to say, say it authentically like you actually believe it, and then shut up. <laughs> that's yeah. how that's how long it should be. It's almost like it needs to take as long as it needs to take, but no more. Yeah, yeah. Let's put this under the umbrella that we've all got shorter attention spans now. Yeah. yeah. So shorter is better than yeah. longer. Yeah. I've made about a thousand online videos. I made uh, about two hundred and fifty of those in one course. Uh, this is before I understood that people need. <laughs> You know, giving people too much information is actually not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. too much to go through. And some of these videos were 20 minutes long. Right. And back then I didn't understand, but people told me so often, they go, this video is too long. I've often got five minutes before I go into a job and I just think, what am I going to do in these five minutes? I'll watch one of your training videos. But because it's 20 minutes long means I don't finish it, I get frustrated and I lose where, where I am. You need yeah. to make things shorter. So, I mean, if, if you actually want a, a time, I mean, I would say aim for one to two minutes for a video. Yeah. Talking about videos online and LinkedIn, it's essential that you caption videos yeah. now so you have those little yeah. words that come up un underneath mm. because so many people just do not watch video with the sound off. I watch I watch yeah. for the captions. Yeah. yeah right. I, don't, I turn the sound off. Yeah. And it's uh, there's easy ways and, and, and hard ways to do that. And um, which is a good lead into a very important point that we're talking about video now and if you go, yeah, look I find it all still pretty hard, it's only going to get easier. Mm. Yeah. When we look at the apps and how easy they are to use now compared to where they were five or ten years ago, and again, things are just getting faster and faster. Yeah. Uh, this whole video thing is just going to become easier. So again, uh, communication, incredibly important that you put this on your uh, not-to-do list, your schedule, because to-do lists don't get anything done. Mm. Can you imagine an, an, an airport that said... Uh, uh, we've got 400 flights to get out tomorrow. Just put them on the to-do list. <laughs> like, it's not going to work. Yeah. So, you know, you you got to go that I'm going to schedule this in and I'm going to start improving on my communication. 
which makes a lot of sense. You look back at those videos, I'm assuming a couple of years ago, maybe up to 10 years ago, looking back on them now and seeing the mistakes that you made. And we know that technology is getting faster and faster. Phones that we're filming on are getting much better technology. The apps are being created and surely it will just get faster and easier exponentially, even from when you started moving forwards now. Very much so, but you've got to have that content to put in there. Yeah. More than I've seen the technology improve, I've seen myself improve. Yeah, right. And my ability to speak now compared to my ability to speak 10 years ago is just completely different. Yeah. Ball game. I have a lot more confidence in this now, but I've gained that confidence from actually presenting and actually speaking. And there's many ways that you can do this. And one way that we all know is, is Toastmasters. Yeah. Um, the reason that I promote Toastmasters to anyone is for a different reason and it's normally promoted, is that you need flight time, you need stage time. Yeah. And there is nowhere else I know that you can get a regular audience uh, and you can join one club or more clubs, but as much as you want, you get a regular audience where you get the opportunity to get up and present because you cannot improve your speaking from reading a book. You cannot improve yeah. your you know communication from re reading a book. Yeah. Just that's like what you can't I always say is confidence is earned, it's not learned. Yeah, yeah well, great, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. But the thing is, there's two organisations in the world I've seen, pe uh, seen change people in front of my eyes. One was the army. I literally saw boys go in and come out as men. Mm -hmm. And Toastmasters. I've seen people now over the years come in lacking no confidence and within a couple of years, and you have to stay a couple of years. This isn't something you go along, I'm going to come along for three months, four months, six <laughs> yeah. months. Yeah. For a couple of years and you just apply yourself to it, I've seen people who were literally nervous wrecks stand out in front of a room, a group of people, and own their position on the stage. They own the room. And that's just, uh, uh, it's why I'll, I'll more than likely continue in Toastmasters mm. because I see the value that I can help people take that journey. And, 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 and once you, you get there, it's, it's not a linear curve. It's that once your confidence builds, it becomes exponential. Oh, it becomes yeah. like the hockey stick. Mm. It kicks, and then all of a sudden you realise, well, I can do this. Yeah. And you start doing a lot, lot more, and then that affects you in your work life. It affects you in your home life because people are going to understand that speakership is leadership. So when you speak, people follow, people listen. It's not going to be everyone, but some people are going to listen to what you go, oh, yeah, I like, I like that. That resonates with me. And that can be at your work and can be in, in your family. Uh, and so it's incredibly empowering. We've heard, or I've heard you um, in the past talking about the importance of having your hands on camera. Why is it important that people see your hands? Our hands are incredibly important communication tools. They just are. And I'm, I'm like, I must, I don't know, I must have a bit of Italian in me or something. For the <laughs> I, do, I do notice a, the listeners won't see this, but Julian's waving his hands constantly I while talk, we're talking. I, I talk with my hands. But, the, yeah. but there's a psychology. Um, so your hands are important because when we uh, uh, show an open palm, the psychology comes back from caveman days. So we were walking across the savannah and I and I wanted your kill that you'd had. And so the only way I could really get that off you was to attack you. And I needed to hide a weapon in my hand, probably a rock or something yeah. like that. So if you, know, if you sh have your palms hidden in our deep psyche is you're hiding something. So why, when we show an open palm, like we wave hello, we show the open palm. That's it's nice. saying that we're friendly. We go, well, it's not my fault. We show you know, open palms. <laughs> yeah. We're saying, I'm no threat to, to you. You can use this on your video. So when you put your hand, you're using your hands and showing your hands, 
It's a psychological thing that people see and it just builds your KLT, your know, like and trust. And that is incredibly important online. So you can use your hands then to uh, accentuate, to emphasize what you're talking about. So you can show the enormity of your ideas. I've got you know, big, like I'm saying, big circles <laughs> with my hands here. Or we can talk about something with precision. So I have my thumb and index finger pressed together. You know, you can underline something or you can make a point, you know, poking like that with your finger. They're incredibly effective tools. But here's the thing. When you make a video and you use your smartphone, you go, I'm going to do a selfie and you're just going to, I'm just going to hand hold the selfie. Well, there goes one hand immediately. You've, you've taken one of your most important communication tools out. Keep it in context. If you're at an important event where it's all happening behind oh. you and, you know, you whip out your phone and you just do a selfie you do and walk around, do. you do what you want to do. But if you are setting up to shoot and you say, I'm going to make those five videos, you need to support your camera somehow so you can have your hands free because they're incredibly yeah. important tools. Master of this was Barack Obama. Go and watch Barack Obama yeah. videos. Talks with his hands all the time. He, he understands the power of your hands. So it's almost like communicating on video, speaking on video is the same as speaking one-on-one. You use your hands, you use your face, uh, and you speak authentically. What are the differences you see to presenting on video? That the technology gets in the way. So as soon as we start to make the video, we start to go, oh, right, uh, am, am, am I in shot? What's behind me? Mm-hmm. Did I remember to do the sound? Whatever. And you're thinking about the technology. And it's like when you go, uh, you know, it's like when you first li- learn to drive a car, yeah. and you're trying, and you're you're so focused on <laughs> the steer and the brake. Yeah. Yeah. Overthinking driving everything. is terrible. But then when you actually get your license and you go, and you just you don't even think about the driving; it becomes second nature. That's what you need to do uh, with video. You need to get the technology out the way because when you're thinking about the technology, the biggest problem that we all make that I see more than anything is people forget to smile. So they're talking and they're excited about what they're talking about, but one part of their brain is still thinking about the technology and they're thinking about themselves. Oh, how do I look? What am I sounding like? Is this making any sense? Are people going to criticize me for saying this? And this is a little dialogue that we have going on in our head. Yeah. And there's, so when I teach video, there's a, these different levels that we go up and there's a barrier. And then there's levels above that. The barrier is everything, the levels below the barrier about your presentation and video skills is when you are thinking about yourself. And the only way to get over the barrier is when you stop thinking about yourself and you think about your customer, your client, the person at the other end of the video. As soon as you start thinking outwardly instead of inwardly, your video presentation gets a whole heap better. You go from being uh, what I call mechanically competent to being casually confident. And then the next step above that is utterly compelling. And do you know who is utterly compelling? Jacinda Ardern. Oh, isn't she? Yes. Watch her on video. She's got this mastered. You can learn a whole heap from watching her, her videos. Uh, another person who's utterly compelling, whether you agree with him or not, is Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yep. uh, you know, he has a polarizing style, but he has mastered how to use video. Mm, and it's got, yes. there's nothing about Gary V where he is thinking about himself. There is nothing about Jacinda Ardern where she is thinking about herself. She is like bigger. He's like, what am, am I saying? How is this affecting people? That's what she's thinking when she's speaking. Yeah. Nothing yeah. about her. And it comes across that way. So that's where we have to get to. Mm. 
having an even through the camera having that audience focus how can i help you what can i do that's of service to the person listening to this and, mm. and like you're saying thinking about your avatar or that ideal client or that person that you're speaking to having that in your mind rather than yourself and this isn't some random thing i mean this is actually a process this is a discipline i use every video i shoot so i have a thing called the video record on ramp that's just what i've named it yeah yeah but it's my process and i've used this for thousand you know like a thousand videos so i so it's an on-ramp because you know like a freeway mm. you know you've got to go up the on-ramp and get up to speed <laughs> before you merge into the freeway traffic you can't just pull out at one kilometer an hour <laughs> yeah. it causes all these problems the same as when we're doing a video i can't just I can't connect with people from cold start. So I've got to get myself up to speed before I open my mouth. And so the process is I do technology, psychology, and then I speak to the people. So what I do is I say counter counting needle dancing. So what I say in my head, I don't have to say it out loud, but <laughs> counter counting needle dancing. So what I do is on my app I use on my phone to record my videos, I actually have a little counter. You know, one, two, three. So I know the video is recording. I don't like the red, um, not just using the red button because, you know, red buttons, they just change shades of red. Yep. And sometimes you get confused whether the video is on or not. (laughs) So I have one that has a little counter going up and then it has, um, what's called a VU meter, a a volumetric unit meter. You know, when you see uh, old record, you know, music recording studios and they have the the VU, like the needles as they sing, the needles go up and down. Yeah. Okay. That's called a VU meter, but now they just have like a digital one on my camera, like a little green bar that goes up and down. So counter counting, needle dancing. Like I see the, what I call the old needle. It looks like a dancing. Yeah, it wiggles yeah. around. Yeah, dancing. So counter counter, needle dancing. And then I go slouch on slouching because I find that I've, while I'm doing all my setup is I've slouched in the chair. So I get up into yeah. speaking position. Face smiling, and that's because I forget to smile. Yeah. And I, and you see, I mean, if you look at all my videos, I mean, nine out of ten of them, I start smiling. That's because I've said <laughs> yeah, smiling, too. Yeah. which is also very useful when you're editing because I can go through my pictures really quickly oh, and yeah. see as soon as I start smiling, I know that that's where I can just cut and I'm about to speak. I yeah. don't have to. It's a very, very quick way of, of doing it. Yeah. And then so, so I go counter canning, needle dancing, slouch on slouching, face smiling, and then in my head I say, now what can I do for you? That's Ooh. the last thing. I go from inward, I get all those out of the way, and I go outward. What yep. can I do for you? And then I open my mouth and speak. So that's my way that I get up to speed. Oh, I love that. So, Julian, is there a book or a resource that has influenced the way you speak? Or it sounds like it's experience, but is there a resource? Uh, look, there's many resources. I would say more than a book. I would say every morning I get up at 5 a.m. Most mornings I get up at 5 a.m., I rephrase, uh, and I go out onto Footpath University. And that is where I go for a walk for an hour and I listen to podcasts. I've done yep. this for years now. Um, I used to say when I was a documentary cameraman that I uh, had the second best job in the world. They put a plane ticket in one hand, money in the other, kick me out the door so I go tell people stories. And I met, I used to be very aware of the privileged position I was in because I'd hear conversations from people. I'd, I'd learn so much. And now I've realised that every opportunity I had to learn I have that a hundredfold and I carry it in my pocket on my smartphone with my podcast app. So when I go out in the morning and I listen to this, I go, wow, how privileged I am to be able to just listen yeah. to this, these uh, stories and, and information. Uh, and it's all for free. 
Yeah. It's all for free. So that's how I educate myself more than anything. That's where I get a lot of my ideas. So if you want to learn to speak, there are so many speaking podcasts out there. Yep. If you want to learn to communicate, whatever your interest is, just start actively going out and, and getting new ideas in your head. And then when I come back from my walk, I have a little bit of breakfast and then I'll generally write. And even if I write for 15, 20 minutes and I take the ideas that I've gotten and I put them down in, in some form. And if there is one other resource I'll point you towards, it is this. It's a process called Pink Sheets. Uh, this is by Matt Church. Matt Church is a I've speaker in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Church runs Thought Leaders Business School with a guy called Peter Cook. But yeah. they have a methodology. This methodology is very elegant. It's the best way I've ever found to take what is in your head and put it into a form that you can use to write, to speak, to blog, to podcast, or whatever. It, it, it takes your ideas and puts them on paper in a way that I've never experienced before. Right. And so if you want to learn to communicate what's in your head, learn the process of pink sheets. Now, it's called pink sheets. Just by chance, when they first started to roll this out and train, some the only paper in the printer was a uh. stack of pink. And they all came out pinks and everyone uh, just called them pink sheets. And I've always... But, but yeah, it, so it, it was done. I love yeah. those sorts of stories, yeah. But, but it is a process of uh, dividing your head into left brain and right brain and understanding yeah. when you speak to people... People have a preference for left brain thinking, so they're you know more analytical thinkers, or maybe they're right brain thinkers who are more creative. And you have to get a judge of people to understand if you're going to communicate with them, what is the way that they prefer to get their information. So if you have your thoughts, you know, into left brain, so maybe statistics and data and case studies, mm -hmm. and right brain with stories and anecdotes and, and jokes. So that's almost like a left-right axis. And then you put your thoughts into a vertical axis. And at the start, it starts with the context. You know, say, so I'm going to talk about something. What's the context here? And then what is the concept? You know, what are you actually trying to say? And you get it down to almost like a bumper sticker to like a movie title or something. This is something, um, like I was saying, leads, not likes. So making uh, uh, videos for leads, not likes. That is what I would put in the middle of, of my pink sheet. That's what I'm going to tell people. That's my my little hook. We call it a sticky note. Yeah, message. like like a sticky note yeah, message. Yeah. And then and and then and if you thought of it like a book, that that, that would be the title on the front cover. Yeah. And then if you turn around, you'd have a little blurb on the back cover. So then you'd write that little blurb, what that would be, just explain it out a bit more. And then down the bottom of the pink sheet, you have the content. And the content is, well, what are my examples? What are my stories? What, you know, what are my references? What are my statistics? This is the nuts and bolts we're actually going to talk about. And so when you take all these thoughts and ideas that you had and you put them into these pink sheets, you literally end up with like a folder of these <laughs> yeah. pink sheets that you've already done the thinking ahead of time. So you can now take this thinking and if someone says, oh, I want to do a podcast interview with you. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Oh, you want to talk about communication. I could go and grab three of those pink sheets out there and just quickly scan them and go, oh, yeah, that, there's that story, there's that, there's that statistic, um, and I know the, the the context and I know what I'm going to talk about and I know the nuts and bolts down there. I know how to say it for left brain. I know how to say it for, for right brain. Yeah. If you go onto the stage to speak, three of those become a talk, a keynote talk. Yeah. You've yeah. done all your thinking once 
And this is the elegance of it, is you do your thinking ahead of time, but you can deliver it in all these different modes. Yep. So you can deliver it as a speaker, you can deliver it as a writer, you can deliver it as a training session. You can take those pink sheets and you turn them over and on the back you write 10 questions that people would ask to get to that information, that knowledge you have on the front of the yep. pink sheet. You're a facilitator now. You have the questions. So this is, if you think once, yeah. deliver often. So I highly recommend that. It's been a life changer for me. Yeah, brilliant. I'm going to have to read that, I think. Mm. So most importantly, Julian, where can people find you? Everything I do is at julianmather.com, J-U-L-I-A-N-M-A-T-H-E-R.com. Yep. Uh, and that links to my Get Video Smart programs. If you want my Get Video Smart book, you're welcome to it. It's there. The entire book is a free download. That is, I think, I honestly think that is the best resource in the world to get started with video for business. Uh, and you're welcome to it because I want you to get out there and get ahead of this wave. I have That's read coming. it and it is excellent. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and talking to us. I could just listen to you for hours. (laughs) Yes. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more, check out presentationboss.com.au slash podcast, where you'll find show notes for today with links to everything we've discussed. If you have a recommendation for someone you'd love to hear from in this show, or think you have something of value you'd like to share, send us an email at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your thoughts and take suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Have a great week.